Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Adversity in life is no fun. Who wants to suffer? Who wants pain? Who wants to struggle? Oh, how much nicer it is 
to live with ease and contentment and being in control of our circumstances. For as hard as our struggles in life can prove to be, however, they happen to be an ideal place to meet God face to face. That's right. God has this knack for hanging in there with us through our struggles if we hang in there with whatever struggle has a grip on us. These aren't just my thoughts. These represent a very biblical idea that God has a way of meeting us face to face in our darkest and most difficult moments is evident in the story I want to read to you today, which is from the 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis. In this little story, Jacob, who has been running in fear from his twin brother Esau, whom he has definitely wronged, Jacob finds himself wrestling through the night on the bank of the Jabbok River. It's a fascinating story. It's a beloved story. And I think it's so well known in part because you might be able to identify with it if you're having a hard time in life right now. So take a listen to this, the 32nd chapter from the book of Genesis, beginning at the 22nd verse. That same night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two house servants, and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Javik River. He took these relatives of his and sent them across the stream and likewise all of his possessions. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until dawn. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck Jacob hard on the hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with this one. Then this one said to him, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So the man said to Jacob, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but rather Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And right then and there, he blessed Jacob. So Jacob called that place Peniel, saying, I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose up upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. And therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the thigh muscle that is on the hip socket because this one struck Jacob on the hip socket at the thigh muscle. In my message today, you will hear me make a distinction between fighting and struggling. It's based not only on common human experience, that fighting is often counterproductive and a losing proposition, but it's also based on the story of Jacob by the Jabbok River. So, take a listen. Well, tonight I want to talk about a really important way to know God. It's not a particularly easy way. I think it's hard for most of us, but I think it's essential. So try your best to keep an open mind and to keep your ears uh, open when it starts to feel uncomfortable. 
or maybe contrary to what you've been taught or believed over time. I'm speaking of knowing God best through the struggles of our lives. Knowing God not primarily through our easy times or healthy times or contented times, which we all know, of course, but meeting God most clearly, most vividly, most especially through our struggles, through our hardships. And if we are, by chance, willing to hang on through those struggles and hardships, I think we have the greatest chance of coming face to face with God. So what do I mean by this? Well, look at your prayer life, for one thing, or I suppose look at the church's prayer life. More often than not, we pray for good health. And I hate to say it, but it's often good luck and good harvest and good things. We pray for safety. We pray for security. But according to the scriptures, it is during times of adversity and struggle and hardship and darkness and storm and tempest and hunger and need, it's through those times that we most vividly encounter God or the God who's equipped to meet us. We don't pray enough to meet God in those circumstances. Now, I think there's a reason why the things in life that require the most of us are also the most rewarding. Do something simple and it doesn't bring a lot of long-term satisfaction or reward. Do something hard and you live with all kinds of satisfaction. It's the pain of the heavy lifting sometimes. We used to tell this to our kids when they were complaining about their jobs in high school. <laughs> it's the wounds that we incur in a struggle. It's the perseverance that's necessary to come out on top that ushers in, I think for most of us, a kind of wisdom, a kind of uh, humility, a kind of reckoning, a kind of purpose. And the Bible tells us it's those difficult things where you have the best chance of meeting God face to face. Now, I know that for many Christians, God is essentially loving and supportive and safe. God is ever positive, ever patient, ever loving. But isn't God a little more complicated than that? And don't we have some trouble figuring out some of the mysteries of God's unpredictability? There's a lot of evidence in the Bible that we have the best chance of seeing God face to face through our struggles. Now, for a long time, I have discouraged, personally, wherever possible, the language of battle when it comes to a disease, like cancer. The language of combat, the language of a warrior where you know your body is the battlefield, the oncology unit is your base camp, and your oncologist is your four-star general. There's some problems if we use the language of war and battle to face our diseases. First of all, it leaves you, the patient, if you have such a disease, 
it leaves you basically with only one of two possible outcomes. Victory or defeat. And that's not right. Because death starts to look like someone in the army didn't fight valiantly enough. And so you know what we see in the obituary? Bob lost his battle with cancer. There's another problem with that battle language for dreaded diseases. It kind of falsifies the true nature of a disease. It makes the disease appear as if it bows down to patients who very observantly and through special resolve demonstrate their capacity to fight, and it conquers those who don't. Well, if we give disease this kind of power, you know, it kind of assumes that it's as if we're going to live forever if it were not for this disease coming in upon us. And the final problem with this battle language, this warrior language, this combat language, that I've noticed at least, is that people with a terminal disease, even at the very end, they tend to resist palliative care. They tend to be reluctant to go into hospice. Why? Because it feels like you're throwing in the towel. Like you're giving up the fight. So what if we could look at our biggest challenges in life? Not as fights, not as a war, but as a struggle. As a kind of like a wrestling match that requires so much of us. And some of you can tell me firsthand, so very, very much of us, but it also can bring so much to us. Our Bible story for today has this Jacob wrestling by, on the banks of the Jabbok River. He's wrestling with somebody through the night. We don't know who it is. The Bible says at one point it's a man. Um, but what man? It's some kind of stranger. Is it God? Is it possibly his brother, twin brother Esau, who's his nemesis? Is Jacob wrestling with himself, which he has good reason to do because he's such a jerk? All we know is that the raw physicality of this struggle went on through the night. The straining, this groaning, this grabbing, this sweating, this struggling. These two, these two people wrestling with brute force. And unable to defeat Jacob, the stranger gives him a big whack in the hip. Throws his hip, hip socket out of joint. And Jacob still, he just hangs on. He perseveres. He does not let go. Such that there's no real clear winner or loser by the time the sun comes up. The stranger, he begs Jacob to let him go. But Jacob, yeah, who thinks he may be wrestling with God, I'm not sure. He won't let this one go until he receives a blessing. All that we learn in the aftermath of this struggle through the night is that Jacob is both scarred and he's whole. He is limping for the rest of his life, but in fact he is, we're told, blessed. He has come face to face with God through his struggle and he has walked away with a new identity. I know plenty of people who may die of cancer, but they were not beat by cancer. 
As a matter of fact, I think they beat cancer just by the way they lived. With faith, you know, with, with a vivacity, with, with purpose, with a spirit that was more beautiful than the ugliest, biggest, grossest tumor that ever was. The problem with battle language is you either win or you lose, and then bitterness sets in forever if you lose. But the beauty of the language of struggle is you don't just carry on with your life as though nothing happened. In fact, it changes you. You're a different person. And you look for God trying to bless you in some strange, strange way through your adversity. I see this with couples who get back together after a breach of, of their relationship or their fidelity. And if they carry that struggle with them through the rest of time, and they work through that struggle over and over again, it's as if their marriage is more blessed than ever. Really wise parents who are struggling with their teenagers. You know, there's a lot of conflict around the house. Um, a few of you know about this. And the, the, the teens are struggling with their parents, and the parents are struggling with the kids. But I think the really wisest parents, they don't think of it as a fight, which becomes a win-or-lose proposition, but it's a struggle, sometimes a really hard struggle. But if they hang on through the struggle, they actually have a chance of creating a more whole family and more whole people. You can be wounded by all kinds of encounters in life, and you can still be whole. Parents of kids with disabilities whom they love deeply, they will often say, I wouldn't trade my child for anything. Why not? Because the struggle to raise them and the struggle to try to help them enjoy everything in life they possibly can and the struggle to help the world understand them, that is worth my everything, a parent will say. It's what makes me who I am. It makes me more whole. It makes me more complete. My child is that unexpected blessing that changed my life. What I'm trying to say is that God's grace can be something other than amazing sometimes. Sometimes grace can be assaulting the way it comes into our life through a struggle. It's only when Jacob struggled intensely through the night, which is, by the way, the scariest time for any of us when we're alone or living in fear, or struggling. It's only in that struggle through the night that he met God face to face. It's that wrestling match with God that gave him a new identity. He'd been a con artist, a cheat, for his whole life before that struggle. After it, he became a human being, someone worth actually being around. It's the adversity, it's the struggle that changed him. So if you read on past tonight's little reading, you discover that these two brothers who hated each other and Jacob who was running for his life from Esau who wanted to kill him, they embrace, they kiss, they cry, they reconcile. And Jacob says to his brother, you know what? To see your face is just like seeing the face of God. I know as you do people who live with really heavy burdens, Sorrows, anxieties, 
failures, depression, accidents, all kinds of deaths within the family, cancer, and more. Their job is to see where they can gain more God perspective, more self-perspective, more love of life, more blessing through the struggle. Not around the struggle, but through the struggle. And I know, as you do plenty of people who are accustomed to beauty and fame and prestige and ease and comfort and fortune and good health and luck and so much more. And their job is to either recognize the struggles that they don't want to recognize because they don't want to be vulnerable or to take on the responsibility of a new challenge that will help them see God face to face because they'll never know God intimately until they do. I think it's every single one of us, in some way, being open to some vulnerability, not being in control, contending with some pain. The story in the Bible says Jacob prevailed. He what? Yeah, he prevailed. Just to endure the struggle is to prevail, it's to succeed. I may be wounded, I may be limping, says Jacob, but I'm also whole because I have seen the face of God through my struggle. Can you prevail through the death of a family member, a child? Can you prevail through a broken relationship, chronic pain, terminal disease, a brain injury, job loss, loneliness? Can you prevail? Yeah, you can. By the way you live your life. And by the way, you call on the one who understand that sometimes suffering and struggle and blessing, they're all commingled. This one that we know as Jesus Christ. You and I, we may be wounded through the hardships of our lives. But they're our best chance of being made whole. And they happen to be the best chance for any of us to see God face-to-face. Amen. The Word of God is light in my darkness, hope for the
So I invite you to join me in prayer as we say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. As you go about your week, remind yourself that, yes, you can be wounded in life and still be whole. That's because if you hang in there, chances are that God will meet you in your struggle. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.